said, I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And, and y'all, oh, go <laughs> No, I was just going to say, we're here to do some gay shit. What were you going to say? <laughs> we were going to do some special gay shit? Special gay shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I was going to say that, like, it's uh, this is not your normal, like, recap episode. We're just kind of coming in having a, a fun, special, different episode. I've been kind of enjoying having discourse, you know, about various different things <laughs> happening in Bachelor Nation. So it's fun. Jenna and discourse. I know. <laughs> Nuance. I don't what? know her. Um, and I think, you know, it's this week we were reminded that Colton Underwood exists again um, when we <laughs> saw a preview for his new upcoming uh, released today Netflix uh, show and bravely called coming out Colton cock cock (laughs) um and uh we just wanted to have a good old-fashioned long conversation and we brought on a friend of ours please welcome to the podcast Stacey hi everyone uh I'm excited to be here um (laughs) I'm I am also gay and have a lot of opinions yes oh three of us that's gonna it's gonna hurt some feelings today (laughs) (laughs) oh I, you know, I, I think if we have to take on the burden of maybe being a little mean to Colton Underwood. Mm, brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to, uh, yeah, first of all, I guess we'll just say this is for, I feel like I've listening to too much like celebrity culture podcasts. I'm like, this is for entertainment purposes only. Um, <laughs> do not take what we are talking about is like, you know, whatever. We're just, we're just, you know, three. We're going to have to say the word allegedly every time we talk about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> allegedly this gay man. Um, no, we're just going to, you know, have a conversation, three friends and let you guys listen into it. But yeah, please don't take this as any specifically you know, pointed uh, attacks or slander. Also, I guess trigger warning, um, had, we will be talking about domestic, you know, um, harassment and violence and our thoughts suicide. and opinions on that, suicide. And um, yeah, and I guess if you're um, triggered by gayness, then also <laughs> this is the episode for you. Why are you listening to our podcast? We mentioned that we're gay probably 75 times an episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, before I get started, I guess I will say um, opinions are my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, again, we're starting starting already, but like, um, we're just three friends talking, so like, we don't speak for the entire gay community, and yes. some people may feel differently. Like, and that's okay. This is just like our feelings as they stand right now, and they might change in the future. <laughs> Given more information, um, exactly. we're all learning and growing. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> So I, um, I will say that I was the bravest of the troops today. Cause I actually watched all six episodes. Um, and, uh, oh, bless. <laughs> yeah, Andrew was also kind of watching in, in the corner while doing chores and taking care of me and my poor foot babies. Um, <laughs> so the six episodes kind of cover like his entire coming out experience, like him talking to his family, um, like his mom, dad, his brother, some of his friends. He also talks about what it was like um, being gay, like growing up and like being a football player, being in the NFL, hearing mm-hmm. locker room talk. Um, then he like goes back home and talks to his old coach and um there's an episode about that. He goes through like his faith and church, which was actually kind of interesting. He grew up Catholic. Uh, shame, shame. I know your name. Um, <laughs> so, and then um, he talks about coming out publicly, like dating and like that, that weird gay feeling when you're like a baby gay and you don't know if you're attracted to somebody or you want to be somebody or you like want their outfit, you know, like that weird feeling that, that you can't quite figure out. Um, and he, then at the end, he kind of has to grapple with his past versus like his future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, in my opinion, the best episode. And if you like don't want to watch the whole thing, I think if you just watched episode six, you'd get a pretty good idea of what his growth has looked like. And like he really has to like 
kind of tackle his past and he like talks with like a a minister or like a counselor who's like a trans woman who basically is like you need to acknowledge that you fucked up and you're gonna have to deal with that every single day of your life yeah and then you're gonna be better like you have to be better Mm -hmm. um so you don't fuck up somebody else's life and she says the f word and I'm like you're a cool pastor and I'm going to your church (laughs) (laughs) I believe (laughs) Mm. okay well general that's the gist of it yeah yeah um and I guess you know I think I just at some point kind of wonder a big like why you know like it if not for just money and rebranding a little bit you know I don't know at some point I'm just like he there is other stories to be told and I know at one point he talks a little bit about that like he knows that there are other stories to be told about you know other people who are in the community and just somebody with his amount of privilege and then with his past that we are talking about and it not being fully like I don't know resolved yet and it just seems a little like disingenuous um could put out some harmful narratives and just seems like kind of like whitewashing it all in a lot of ways or, or just like giving him this like platform to like, as you joked earlier, like slightly propaganda, like, right. Like, and you're kind of like, oh, I feel kind of good about this. Right. Uh, but I don't know yeah. if that's like good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stacy, what are your thoughts? So, I mean, again, prefacing it with, this is just my opinion and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I do think that there is some, there is a good thing in being able to open up conversations about what it's like to be a gay man in sports mm-hmm. and in a conservative Christian sports culture and really like what that does to someone mm-hmm. because I do think that that's uh, not necessarily a part of the conversation that we have often but it it really really bugs me that foundational like in all of this that gayness is an excuse Mm -hmm. for abusive behavior Mm -hmm. that him being closeted and his trauma from being closeted is used as an excuse Mm -hmm. for what he did to Cassie and ultimately by promoting that narrative of oh he came out so he's a better person now we're essentially going into some kind of homophobic notion of oh I mean what's ultimately homophobic like it's just if queer people don't have to be accountable for our actions Mm -hmm. before we're able to be our most authentic selves or whatever then what does that say about someone's opinion of us as people and as members of society overall Because it's saying that our actions and our par- part, our participation in society don't matter. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely see where you're coming from. I, I am kind of on the same page as you or like, I think the why that Jenna was talking about. Um, I think that this show, much like the bachelor, the show isn't for us. Like the show wasn't made for queer people. The show was made for like, 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 who's going to watch this? Who was excited about Colton season? You know what I mean? Like, right. it was like middle <laughs> America, like conservative Christians. I think it's like a way to like bridge the gap kind of between, you know, like church going people, like Midwestern people, football people, um, people who like watch The Bachelor that generally speaking um, don't have the same opinions that we do. And I think it's like an olive branch to them a little bit. Like, hey, you guys loved Colton. Colton is a nice guy. Colton was a virgin. Colton is all these things that you admire. And he's like a God fearing person. He's also gay. Like, can you come, you know, a little to the left, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I don't think the show was like made for people like us, which is probably why we're like a little more skeptical of it. I also agree, Stacy, that like the narrative um, is a little <laughs> not great. Um, I will say like in watching the episode, they do address Cassie in episode six. Um, they Colton has this conversation with two of their like mutual friends 
and the, I think they're both gay also. And they oh. like, they tear into him. They're like, this mm-hmm. is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, um, let me find the quote. Actually. I think I wrote it down somewhere. I just think that like, you know, at this point though, as well, like if this is a representation for a lot of straight bachelor nation or straight middle America watching the show to understand queerness more for them to see that the reason he stalked her and harassed her was because he needed to be straight. Like he was putting this pressure on her, like seems like such a harmful, like thing for straight people to walk away from. Right. Like I needed her to make me straight. And if she wasn't going to be the one to do that, then I had to be gay. And so I did all this negative, dark stuff to her because of my, my queerness. Right. So it's like leaving this, like, that's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So like, uh, the one of the two guys says like being gay is not okay it's not an excuse for what happened at the end of the day you know what i mean like i'm gonna tell you straight up what you fucking put her through was bullshit you mm-hmm. fucked up and there's no excuse whatsoever for everything you did it's this like really long like diatribe where he's just like you made like the gay community look bad and like <laughs> all of this stuff and the, the, another interesting thing that i like picked up from the documentary was like just Colton's like thought process throughout the whole thing. Like we're, they were talking about like, well, why were you, why the fuck were you on the bachelor? If you knew you were gay and he, he like, I think this is something like that the, the church needs to like recognize a little bit, especially like churches who do the whole, like, um, love the sin or hate the sin kind of practice. (laughs) Um, where it's just like, well, you're forcing people like into the closet because nobody wants to just assume their entire existence is just bad from the start. Um, And so Colton was like, so like deep, like pushing himself back into the closet so much where he was, he was like, thanking God for making him the bachelor because (laughs) he, 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 he thanked God for making him the bachelor. That was God real quick, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) because like he knew that if he like did all the steps and like got married, he would be straight, you know, like (laughs) he really believed like God was going, this was God's way of like helping him to not be gay anymore. And so, like, he just, like, viewed all of these, like, I mean, it's fucked up and it's wrong. And, like, you can, like, outside of that experience, you can be like, haha, that's really stupid. But, like, coming from, like, an evangelical background, I can totally see, like, where he's coming from. And, again, this is how I would easily fall for propaganda. So, (laughs) So here's the thing. Like, I think outside of everything that happened with Cassie. Mm hmm I don't think that this is a bad story to be telling. Yeah. But I just, you can't separate his actions. Totally. And it's not the actions of having gone on The Bachelor and having dated women, like Mm -hmm. whatever. Like that is absolutely something that we can talk about. Like the trauma of forcing yourself to stay closeted Mm -hmm. and like, it's no different than anyone else dating someone who isn't right for them. Mm -hmm. Like, it is no different than me dating someone who I am sexually attracted to, who I don't end up realizing is bad for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that is all whatever. And I think that they could do some good stuff making those points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's just like, we were reading that article about, the show asked Cassie to be on the, to appear. Oh, ew. Yeah. Yeah. And she's right. (laughs) And she said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to do with this. And obviously they can't tell this story without talking about her, Mm -hmm. but it makes it feel even worse Mm -hmm. that they're doing all of this and talking about what he did to her when she doesn't even want Mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. part of the conversation anymore right mm-hmm. i have a, a quote from him on something like that um let's see here where is it he's like uh i'm not who i am it's not who i am as a human being and it's not how i carry myself he told variety if there was anything else i could do to take more ownership i would but also out of respect for her i don't want to get into details i don't i want this interview to be the last time i address her because it's not fair to her uh, to have her names in the articles every time I talk, I am sorry. And I want her to know that she hoped for the best and whatever. And it's literally like, then he's like, but he's like, 
here's my new show. We're going to talk about it. And I agree. I agree. I agree. Like you can't necessarily separate it, but then I'm like, well then yeah, like then you shouldn't really be doing this. I'm Mm -hmm. real. I just, I think a story about a conservative Christian man coming out is important to have because of the reasons we talked about, like, and it could be important for like straight viewers to see and the religious trauma of it all is an important conversation to be had. But like, I feel like you could be doing it in a different way. He could just be going on like circuits or maybe write a new book. I don't like that just focuses on that, but to like, just do this show and talk about how he can't talk about it because it's going to cause harm to the person who he did harm to already just, and then like, just to get money and to rebrand himself and to go on little dates with other gay people to be like, this is how I, can I be gay? Like, how do I do gay? Let me put on a harness. Let me like figure. It just seems so. That was kind of hot though. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) I'll I'll screenshot it and send it. (laughs) What was was the Gus Kenworthy stuff like? The oh Gus was actually really amazing. So like I yeah no because I generally I do like him. He also mm-hmm. was I was following him briefly. He adopted a dog after the Winter Olympics who didn't make it very long, Aww. but it was a very 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 cute dog, <laughs> and it was like him and his husband or partner just like loving on this really cute dog. Cute. Yeah, Gus was really amazing. It was actually I think one of my favorite parts of the documentary was not actually like the Colton stuff, but rather like, you know, like a, a person who is involved in the gay community, like teaching somebody who doesn't understand like how the gay community works or like how to shop for like a dildo or like, you know, like how to do like really anything and is still asking questions. Like what does cis mean? Like someone who's truly just like, does not understand the community they're trying to like get into Um, just like having Gus like there to like guide him like patiently and like that was like really honestly really beautiful to see especially because like um, Gus was talking about how like his first you know same-sex relationship his partner like really showed him what it meant to be you know a part of the gay community to be gay Mm -hmm. and so he was like filling that role platonically for Colton Mm. um, which was like it was really interesting and good to watch Mm -hmm. um really quickly I wanted to hop back to the point we were making earlier about Mm -hmm. um you know like the whole notion of like this abuse and like um like the the narrative being like kind of homophobic you know like Mm -hmm. um they actually I felt I felt like one of the failures of this like docuseries thing was you know like they kept saying, you know, Colton knows he did something wrong, you Mm -hmm. know, but they also like interviewed, had Colton go to an interview with Fran Drescher, funny enough. And yeah, Fran Drescher was in here (laughs) and her ex-husband, Peter, and they were married for 20 years. And Peter, you know, they, they, she ended up getting a divorce and they got divorced because Peter had like kind of the same story as Colton like he got really controlling over her and he like he said the same thing he was like I felt out of control so I started trying to control her and like that they just like put that in there as a like this happened 20 years ago so it's like this is like part of the story of like coming out and there was nothing that was like the opposite of that I felt right yeah not showing like like, a different side to coming out and and it was very much it was in the sixth episode like during you know like his past and like what he wants his future to be like and I was just like this is a really you could have cut this part (laughs) like (laughs) I know Fran is a gay icon but like this is not necessary well Well, to me go ahead no, I'm just thinking, especially when you're ha- talking about the episode having gay, f- like their gay friends and mm-hmm. a trans pastor and mm-hmm. like all of these people who probably have really rich stories that have a, maybe a coming out story that didn't involve mm-hmm. stalking someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it just like, ends up like further. Um, to me it's like almost trying to be like see this does have like mm-hmm. this is a causation of like you struggling to come out because you're afraid 
um, which is valid. And like I, the, him being scared and hurt and afraid is real, but like, I don't know. It's to, and also, to do that. It also like weirded me out because, you know, like now that there's been a lot of time since they've been divorced, they're friends again. And they were like holding hands and she was like supporting him while he was telling his story. Mm. And it made me feel like, oh, maybe in the future, like it felt like it was saying maybe in the future, Cassie and Colton will feel like, you know, they have this camaraderie and they went through this experience together and maybe they'll be holding hands and supporting each other in the future. But But again, that is because in the nineties, we were told that we had to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And like, I was being reminded of like what happened. Like he was walking outside of her house late at night, standing outside of her windows at 2 a.m., texting her with a fake number pretending to be a stalker to confuse her and gaslight her and put a tracking device on her car and i'm just like those are like scary things like that's Mm -hmm. scary and it's just like i feel like all of this is being wrapped up into like i was lost and i was not feeling good so i did all this and i just like if i just don't like the idea of making that an excuse but like if that's how he feels then like also I feel like he needs to talk about more like the harm he did like he needs to be more specific about it and more like why those things were wrong but again like not blaming on him being gay it just doesn't feel right to me like those were just harmful behaviors that you did and like I I don't feel like he's he's not provided maybe he did in the in the docuseries but he hasn't provided resources he's not provided like any types of things that he's gone to or that other people should go to I don't know if he's made any kind of donations um like I think like you know the concept of like accountability cancel culture and like restorative justice and all these different things are an interesting topic that I don't know enough about and like what is what is needed to make things right and I don't really know and I think our opinion a while ago when it was happening before we knew about him coming out and all this stuff was that we we're just like, if you don't feel trustworthy being around Colton in the space, like unfollow him, do not engage. Cause it makes you feel unsafe. And that's how I would feel. But like, I don't know, you know, and there's like, if you, all these articles keep referencing, Oh, well she dropped the, the restraining order, you know? So everything's good. It's like, no, like she probably dropped it because it was literally like, who, like as somebody who's been a victim of, of, you know, like assault, like you don't want to like, drag that on so often because the system doesn't actually do any kind of help towards people Mm -hmm. who've experienced this you know also they got it they had a settlement Mm -hmm. they have an agreement Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think this the whole thing i think the docuseries does some things right in my opinion and i think it does i think it does a really poor job of getting to the point which is like cool to me at least Colton was struggling with toxic masculinity uh, and that's why he did those behaviors. Yes, it's not boom, because boom. it's not because he was gay. <laughs> it's because he grew up in a toxic masculine like environment yeah. in sport like it 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 like it's so close to getting it, you know, and then it makes a hard left turn and it's like it's because I'm gay and it's like no, it's not. It's because <laughs> you were raised to be this way and you did a bad thing. Um yeah. Yeah. And and then like you were mentioning um suicide. I know that it's referenced at some point that he was really low and was taking pills to like mm-hmm. not wake up and things like that. And I and I really feel for him in that moment. But again, that and that is really hard. And that and I again I ho- I hope he got the carry needed for that. And it sounds like he has in some ways. Mm-hmm. But like again, don't put like your bad behaviors on like that that you do towards people you know mm-hmm. like I, I don't know like how I, I remember she was he was living with her for a while he got COVID when he was with her there was a lot of things they were trying to film another documentary together and I just worry about like the type of pressure that Cassie had to feel of making him happy and sane and not this like you know to be the person to make him and maybe she didn't I can't imagine she knew at the time that it was because he was trying to make himself straight because of her like that's so hard for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah the, I don't know the, even know what point on that one. I'm just like, upset. No, 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 I mean like the the Cassie situation is so interesting too because there's a point where he's like talking to his dad and his dad sort of 
like he's like well like if cassie hadn't you know like if you guys hadn't broken up would you like and she like said yes to marrying you would you be married right now and he's colton was like yeah i would i would be married he like really thought that he like by just doing the steps like Mm -hmm. he was not going to be gay anymore Mm -hmm. and like it's just such a it's it's so bizarre because i like i just can't relate so it's like hard for me to like wrap my head around that kind of thinking like yeah ha- I think he, he just had so much to unpack that he just like is like starting at like negative 20 you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank thank goodness for producers meddling and getting Cassie's dad involved <laughs> seriously <laughs> like I mean just dealing with like the emotions of a breakup versus like the legality of a divorce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just I I don't know I I was thinking, so pivoting a little bit, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of mostly memes, but generally like comparisons of uh, Clayton to Colton mm-hmm. and like Clayton being their Colton redo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danica and... famously called him Colton like 10 times in our podcast last night. <laughs> Dead sober, just like could not keep the name straight. <laughs> I mean, it's Ugh. the same picture, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I you know how you're not I I've been very much better about not arguing with strangers on the internet lately <laughs> congratulations but I uh argued with stranger on the internet in these comments mm-hmm. who went on to this meme account and was like it's incredibly defamatory to say that Clayton is a closeted homosexual <laughs> And I was like, basically, I was like, that's, that's really homophobic. Like, yeah. also, they were just saying he's a white guy with a dog who played football. Yeah. It's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And the name is similar. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, and, and she's like, well, this is what I took out of it. And I was like, no, oh my God. And she was like, and I was like, and she was like, anyway, making false statements about anybody intentionally is defamatory. And I was like, no, <laughs> what? <laughs> so like, I ma'am, just... <laughs> ma'am, you're on a meme page. <laughs> <laughs> that is a definition kind of... of like, this is an Applebee's. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about like, A, also she went to the main page like what mm-hmm. but like we're talking bachelor nation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how much of that is like the opinion of typical bachelor nation mm-hmm. 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 like i was listening to you guys on yesterday's pod and you were like yeah we've got demi and colton <laughs> and like there are a few other people who've managed to like keep themselves out of it basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the space to be in, I think. Just gay I, and not associating with Bachelor Nation anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you remember the season of Paradise when Jamie came on? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. were like, is she, she going to pick a man or a woman for her date? <laughs> and, you were, and I was sitting there and I was like, y'all got to stop. <laughs> None of the other women here are, are out as bi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, leave her the fuck alone mm-hmm. and let her just have fun. Yeah. And like Jamie, Jamie knows what she's getting into, you know? I like, know. She's what I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Unless you go on with, unless you go on with a Christian and you're Demi, I think any most bisexual people on the American version of the show mm-hmm. aren't, are going in not expecting to have a queer relationship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, case in point like when Demi then was on that season a bit where she had her queer storyline uh Danik and I had to fight trolls all day that were like cool now get her off our tv mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're we're not homophobic but she's already but in they love, cheated so yeah. get off she's we're not homophobic <laughs> I'm not homophobic I just don't want to see it I don't want to mm-hmm. see it yeah exactly I was like I don't like that <laughs> It's like the whole, you can be gay, just don't do it in front of me thing. Please. You know, I don't want to see you kissing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to look at your Pornhub search history. I think that I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I just think, you know, and then, you know, the narrative that was going, there was so many people, um, who had some harmful <laughs> commentary during the first part, like when the harassment uh, training order came out, how it was KSC's fault for not being enough for him, not doing enough, not being the right kind of girlfriend, that she didn't love him enough and was only there for fame. So she was being abused because of that. And then Ben Higgins famously <clears throat> said that if uh, that first love first true love will make you do really crazy things. And I got in a big fight with him and had to talk to him on the telephone. <laughs> mm. And we worked through that. We worked through that. And actually, I, I, I think Ben really learned a lot from that. And they did an episode where they actually had some um, survivors on and they had a therapist on and they did a lot of good, important work in debunking the narrative of true love um, being an excuse to cause domestic violence Mm -hmm. um but then now it's like now he's out and a lot of i think colton fans are like you see it's still her fault though because she just didn't like she she didn't know she didn't know she could have supported him differently she could have you know um and why is she being difficult now you know like this poor man who's crying on netflix about you know how hard it is and how hard he had to go through it why why isn't she just being more supportive uh why is she being so like i don't want to be involved with it she at one point she pulled like a taylor swift i love she's like i want to be separated from this narrative (laughs) (laughs) but i love it for her because it's like yes be completely separated from this um yeah i just think it's just like sad but that's bachelor nation for you and that's a lot Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people's opinions i feel like you know he's yeah he in, and I just wish that maybe we could be talking about a different story. You know, I wish we could be talking about another queer person's story to come out. And, well, you know, <laughs> but even when we had, I mean, like I wasn't, I didn't watch much of the Australian Bachelorette season mm-hmm. that just finished. Mm-hmm. I watched, I watched highlights and I do want to see the whole thing, mm-hmm. but people were making horrifically biphobic comments the entire time. And when Brooke ultimately chose like her final choice was a man they said that she was faking it mm. cool God damn it. like I mean this is the internet yeah. right no like, I mean I saw her make a post that was kind of like alluding to how much harassment she's gotten because of that and it's it's just wild to me mm-hmm. it's wild but like from the clips I saw it was like also that she had of her top three one of them was an old friend Mm-hmm. from a d- different season and then another one of the women she found out didn't want kids mm. and that was probably the person that she woman that she was more in love with mm-hmm. so it just changed the like way she, i don't know that's yeah, like, it's not what she wanted it's yeah, just it's fine. a normal i don't know it seemed like a fairly normal like bachelor bachelorette final three whittling it down oh there are two people that you can't choose between but one of them self-eliminates and the second one is someone you love as a friend yeah exactly (laughs) that's that's a pretty normal narrative for the bachelor no but she's straight she's lying to us (sighs) i fucking hate that shit so much oh my god it's so wild and then can we talk real quick i I saw an interview where the um colton's dad said that he wished he hadn't done it this way (laughs) he said he wished he hadn't come out to him on camera and then he was quoted to say, is he doing it for, fa-? he said, he's going to say, well, my son's an entertainer, you know, that's just oh. what he's going to do. Is it for fame? No. Is it for money? Yes. Huh. <laughs> the director was quoted as saying, he was trying to like defend all of this because they've been getting a lot of heat and uh, a lot of <laughs> articles of, I'll link some articles of people really kind of giving it to them. And the director was like, you know, just to be frank, Colton's not going to be rich off of this. (laughs) But then why? (laughs) But also he will, because it's just like I said, it's trying to clear his like thing so he can just like keep going. And it's like, I don't, here's the thing. Like we were talking about this with another thing. What was it? Another Bachelor Nation concept. But I don't want people to have to sit in like this turmoil forever. I don't want to like sit in the like negativity of certain things um 
I guess it's the Chris Harrison thing, actually. And I was like, people were like, well, don't you want him to like, delete every evidence of Bachelor and move on and leave Bachelor Nation alone? It's like, I do. But I but I wanted there to be some kind of like show of like learning and accountability before just like deleting all evidence of what happened and like acting like nothing went wrong. And in, like in Colton's case, I'm just like, I don't want this to continue to be a story. So I want him to move on. I just feel like it's a little disingenuous and seems like it's just for, you know, money and goodwill. Like he was already filming this docuseries when he did the interview with um, Good Morning yeah. America Roberts or whatever. And yeah. so it seems a little like, oh, yeah, that, so, that was the thing that I think I was like the most surprised about. Like when I like started watching it, I was like, oh, like he fully knew that he was like, gonna come out to his family and like he had people there for that that's like one of the things that I just like didn't think about it until like after like until like literally until the good morning America part came on and I was just like oh my god he literally like came out to his family and like knew he was gonna do it in Mm -hmm. a docuseries like that's so interesting that he like planned that far ahead (laughs) and like I mean like I mean, like, I'm sure when you sell a show to Netflix, you have to have, like, a story arc. So he had all of this planned, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's an executive producer, I think, which sometimes can be just, like, a title just so you get paid more or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. he might not have anything to do with the story arc. But, I mean, like, if it's his story, why wouldn't he have a part? You know, like, so, like, he had, like, this, like, storyboard, you know? Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, like... I worry that his dad's statement is at least partly rooted in homophobia, mm-hmm. but also, mm-hmm. but also, mm-hmm. I don't blame him. Like, I don't want to have intimate family conversations on camera. And I really, even if I were, if I were a reality TV show contestant, I don't think I would want to force my family into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like. I don't know. It's it just oh god, sorry. Gritty is doing like somersaults. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get what you mean. And like, I mean, I think the discomfort shows really like with his family's reactions, like they kind of don't say anything. Like his mom is like, I have like a thousand questions, but like she knows there's a camera in the room, so she's not gonna be like asking like honest questions. Like both um his mom and his dad were like, well, how long have you known? And that was like the only question they felt comfortable really asking in the moment. And he was like, I've known since I was like five or six. And then like, really um, just to talk about like the dad's reaction for a little bit, not saying that he's not homophobic. That's not like a vibe I picked up on, but I also think, you know, like he was kind of ambushed and didn't really, I don't, I don't think it would have happened organically this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But uh Colton says something about you know like this is the happiest I've ever been and his dad says when did you know this was the happiest you've ever been like when was it like like Mm. when did you feel like fulfilled like knowing this and Colton said and I've been waiting to say this for a while he said it sounds terrible but the day I got the restraining order I knew it was my last straight relationship so that's when he was just like, yep, I'm gay. The day he got the restraining order. And his dad was like, you know, how I feel about you is never going to change, you know. And then his dad was like, I, he was doing like a one-on-one, um, like an ITM or yeah, whatever. ITM, yeah. And he was like, I just like feel guilty, like about the way that like I raised him, that he didn't feel comfortable mm. like talking to me. And that's like something both his mom and his dad said. Which is sweet, and, I yeah. guess, right? Like I felt like that's like, oh. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like they were both like really introspective about like the way that they raised their kids and the mm-hmm. culture that they like, mm-hmm. you know, raised them in, which was right. like nice to hear. Yeah. But it's also like one of those things where like, what else are you supposed to say when you're on camera, you know? So like, <laughs> it, like it, it's like one of those things that gives you the warm fuzzies, but you're like, is that actually like what happens when, you know, queer adults come out to their parents in Colorado? Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm, I doubt, I doubt it. Yeah. But I mean, like good for them if it does happen, because that's not what I've read <laughs> <Yeah>. on Tumblr.com. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not, it's not that we can't have moments like that in the queer community where we see positive support. Mm -hmm. Um, We should see that because maybe it will help other parents or other family members. And also maybe it's like that, you know, like it gets better campaign, which is what, you know, it is what it is, but like, (laughs) um, but also, yeah, it does like, it like kind of whitewashes the reality for Mm -hmm. many youth and many adults and, you know, it just completely kind of is like, no, this is fine. Everything's good. It's like, oh, oh God, that's such a, and to say that he knew that was his last year. Oh, when the, yeah. That part like kind of killed me a little bit. I yeah. was just like, I want to turn this off now, but I have four more episodes to go. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, Stacy, what do you? Uh... I just, I mean, I wanna, I wanna try to give his family some benefit of the doubt that yeah. whether or not, I mean, I'm sure there is homophobia because otherwise he would have just come out as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but that whether or not their reactions were modulated modulated for television, Mm -hmm. uh, they mean what they're saying. Like, Mm -hmm. they love and support their son or whatever. And, like, I think, like you were saying, like, that is important for, especially, you know, like, kids from ultra conservative Christian families Mm -hmm. to know that like, even if it's not a good or happy conversation, not everybody is going to get kicked out of their houses Mm -hmm. or sent to conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. Like some people's parents will actually come around Mm -hmm. because they love them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So like, I don't, uh, that part, like, I guess it's just, I don't know, it, I just want a different coming out story on TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what it kind of boils down to it, a lot of it, it's like, great, good, good for you, you're so brave, (sighs) cock. Right. But like this could have come like this narrative, yeah, could have come out in two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think that that's something that gets to me a little bit. Like we've had so much happen <laughs> in the past decade and a half. Yeah, and yet, so I mean, some of our mainstream media absolutely has changed. Like there mm-hmm. was nothing yeah when I was in high school you know like Mm. the only like happy gay women that I ever had was like but I'm a cheerleader and that wasn't even happy the whole time (laughs) (laughs) right like (laughs) it's funny but it it does take place at conversion therapy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but and now there's there's so much better stuff Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like these celebrity coming out narratives that we're getting on reality TV, a lot of them are following this pattern. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, I want more, more of the, are you the one Mm -hmm. type thing? I want like, I want queer people on reality TV who aren't processing their hangups. Mm-hmm. about being queer on reality tv mm-hmm. i just want to watch queer people be happy and messy mm-hmm. and yeah, not in like messy. a harmful way no 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 no, no. in like just a wasted. fun rea- no in like a fun reality tv yeah. kind of mm-hmm. way where mm-hmm. like someone's mad that you got you made out with this other person mm-hmm. or you know you drank too much and you were supposed to go hang out with your girlfriend but you actually fell asleep mm-hmm you know like because well, you also you made such a good point Stacy, the other day in the dms you were like because i was like i was like you know this is for like a certain sector of 
straight community for them to see, to learn. Maybe they can learn what cisgender means, et cetera. And then you were like, let them watch the new Queer Eye. There is not like shows that are lacking for these people to consume in 2021 where they can learn how to be better people. What we need more focus is on like is how to treat the trans community, in my opinion. Like I I would have rather a documentary on Elliot Page, you know? Yeah. Right. Story. And, you know, like we need to do a lot of work on that. And I don't need the hot hunk white gay man who would probably touch my boobs at a gay bar because Mm -hmm. it's okay. I'm gay (laughs) to like have a six part Netflix documentary (laughs) where he evades the fact that he harassed a a woman. So I've just like, I guess it's just old. It really boils down to (laughs) he's like, fine, whatever, Golden, do a fucking YouTube vlog. Like he could have just had a YouTube vlog where he talked about this shit. I don't need it here because it's harmful. At, at parts and the parts that were good are not enough to, to equate the harmful parts in my opinion but then mm-hmm. again like there's just there's queer queer eye there's like fucking other shows you can watch mm-hmm. you know uh. mm. yeah I think it's like one of those things um there was like a a documentary on Netflix oh what is it called it came out like early pandemic and it was like produced by Laverne Cox. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, disclosure. Yeah. Disclosure. What somebody talks about, you know, like they're just needing t- to be more like queer media and more, more like representation in mm-hmm. general so that you can have the bad, you know, you can have like bad shitty examples right and there's and also you know great examples yeah, too true. good point um, closure is specifically about trans representation yeah in media. exactly um so i think the same thing applies here like there's there's just like there's not enough other things but like we're getting to a point where we're yeah. getting like the kind of stuff that we actually want to watch and it does exist. And I don't, I just like, don't necessarily think that this was made with me in mind. And mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. It, like, mm-hmm. I think there are some redeeming factors and mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of upsetting things too. And I also like, I don't know, I guess I, I at least appreciate that they, they really didn't erase what Colton did. And like, I think it ended kind of somewhat open-ended where it's just sort of like, he has to like, atone for his past and he's gonna have to deal with that and work on being a better person every single day I like that part and that's like and it's not like over you know like just because he did this like documentary where he admits that he did something wrong that's not fixing or Mm -hmm. like solving like the harm that he caused Mm -hmm. but he Mm -hmm. has to like learn and grow from that literally every single day like Mm -hmm. going to therapy like taking the steps and he like it to me it seems like he's taking the steps and I at least appreciate that. And I appreciate the like representation that like people do like really fucked up shit to each other and mm-hmm. like they have to atone for that in mm-hmm. some sort of way. Mm-hmm. So it like really didn't, it wasn't a pretty bow at all. That's good. Um, yeah. But I think there were a lot of, there were a lot of things where I was just like, ooh. <laughs> <yuck."> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I and I think that we've said that kind of with some other things that have happened, you know, in our, in our little fandom, like too, like, we just do want to see the, like, wait, I guess we can't, like, we can't expect everything to be wrapped up in a bow. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like, let's, I'm going to hope that he is doing that work and that he is getting, you know, that he's atoning for it and, and unpacking how it's not related mm-hmm. or yeah. exclusively because of his gayness. Mm-hmm. Um and that he goes on to not hurt other people. I think I saw like they were, the pastor was saying like, you can't, you shouldn't be dating somebody until you've really unpacked this. <laughs> and he yeah. is dating somebody now. So I oh, hope really? that there is some time, but you know, I mean, God. Oh, he's yeah. He isn't he dating like, um, Colton refers to them as daddies. Yeah. He was like, I don't, that feels weird for me to say. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound great coming from you, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, he's dating this like older silver haired dude mm, that they yeah. were, they were seen making out on the beach in Hawaii or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, w- mm. I want to read this like quote from the trans pastor that I was talking about earlier. I wish I had written down her name. I, she's, I, I, really I'll find amazing. it. I found it somewhere. Go ahead though. Um, let's see. He asks, um, so sh- she was basically talking about, you know, like how she was married for eight years and how she had lied to her partner for eight years and we got divorced um, quote, because I was a drunk and angry man. It's been 20 years and I don't know how I could ever make it up to my ex. It's something that might just burn in your soul forever. And then Colton sort of asks, like, how did you forgive yourself? And she says like a lot of therapy and a lot of prayer. You're going to have to face your fears head on and know you're capable of that. Do you want to be like that again? And he says, no. And then she says, this is kind of a long quote. So forgive me. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says, then do the work, do the work in therapy do the work with your friends and find out who the hell you are, not somebody that you're trying to be. You have been on The Bachelor, but that doesn't identify who you are. And I really hope and pray that you do find at the right time <clears throat> when you're ready, a healthy relationship. And I don't think you have a clue what it means to be in a healthy relationship because you've never been in a relationship as yourself. Mm-hmm. You've always been in a relationship as somebody you're supposed to be. So who are you? The best thing you can do is work on you before you get into the next relationship, before you go and fuck up somebody else's life, take responsibility for what you've done and then work on not doing it again. Yeah. And her name is Nicole Garcia. Yes. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's all That's... very good advice for kind mm-hmm. of all of us, <laughs> mm-hmm. but especially. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Well, I guess that's, I guess that is all we can really, you know, kind of hope for and ask. Like I said, I don't want to necessarily have anyone, him and other people, like just like, just staying in this like vicious cycle is not good, you know, and we, and you gotta move on and you gotta talk about things, I guess. Um, I just overall wish it hadn't been in this way is how I'm feeling, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, people are allowed to have other opinions on it for sure. Mm-hmm. And I hope the best for Cassie. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like she's doing great in her life. So here for that. And I do hope that people will stop, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, just hope it- <laughs> I hope that she doesn't have to see this every time she Googles her name. Right. Yeah. yeah I think like my hope for her is to just like, if she wants to be taken out of the narrative and like move on with her life, that that's like something that's possible. Like, I think it's really unfortunate when you've been like in an abusive situation to have that with someone who's as high profile as he is to have Mm -hmm. your name be brought up every time his name is brought up. And like, I hope that she finds a way to like find peace or escape that um, soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also I want to be clear, like I, I'm not, I wasn't being like defensive of the documentary at mm. all. No, um, no, please. No. And like, seriously, if you don't want to watch it, you really don't have to. <laughs> no, I think that's why they came here. Maybe <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> um, there's, there's parts of the sixth episode that I would say are worth watching, but really mm-hmm. I, I read the part that was worth watching. So um, <laughs> um, I think it, it was interesting, but I'm like on board with you guys. Like there's a lot of really problematic shit in here. And um, I don't know. I, I really hope Colton's like truly working on himself and being a better person. And mm-hmm. I'm also like happy to never hear about him again. Mm-hmm. If if that were to happen, I would be okay. <laughs> no, I think that's why we have these nuanced conversations. Cause I do think it's not just like one way or another. And especially when we've talked about it before, we were like, no one, he can't be canceled. Cancel doesn't exist, especially for right. white men, you know? And so it's more of like, what is, what can be better learned from this situation? And I think that we, that's what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we did that. And I'm glad, I'm glad you watched it because <laughs> it was my turn. <laughs> you listen to all the shitty podcasts that I don't want to listen to. Yeah. So <laughs> um, Merry Christmas, Jenna. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> see how you how you feel I mean I don't know it is what it is at this point (laughs) like I'm glad we can have these conversations I'm happy for this little weird subset of queer bachelor nation uh 
because otherwise I would feel like a total, I would feel like even more of an insane person (laughs) than I already do for watching this fucked up show. And obviously like I enjoy problematic media Mm -hmm. because I'm watch the fucking bachelor obsessively Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. listen to multiple podcasts about it or whatever. So, I mean, none of us are without fault and very, like you were saying, like there's nothing can represent everyone and Mm -hmm. no piece of media can be perfect. Mm -hmm. I just, I think what would make me happier ultimately would be like kind of like what we were saying before more queer representation within bachelor Mm -hmm. nation Mm -hmm. so that when we hear stories about someone being a fuck up they aren't representing us Mm -hmm. they aren't holding us that much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well said yeah yeah that's a really good yeah i love that so more queer more queer representation of bachelor nation please um, <laughs> with, you know, not problematic storylines because mm-hmm. they do exist. They can be messy, mm-hmm. but they don't need to be problematic. I don't know. I feel like at 31, I've probably aged out of my eligibility to be on this show. <laughs> oh, Claire Crowley, baby. Yeah, that, she lasted a full two weeks. So, and she was well, the lead. <laughs> well, I also don't want to get married or date Clayton Eckhart. <laughs> so... Mm. it's too much of a risk at this point for all of us <laughs> yeah we've all like, hit our expiration you, date and they're not getting any better <laughs> right I was gonna say can you imagine walking out of the limo and seeing not knowing anything about him but just seeing Clayton and being like oh we're back to generic tall white boys mm-hmm. and then talking <laughs> oh, to Wonder him Bread, yes and realizing that he's doesn't like to talk about politics. Mm. <laughs> oh, wee. what are we going to even talk about with you? I guess you like dogs. I don't know what's happening. And that was what was happening on Clinton's Colton season two. Literally, I remember <laughs> at the beginning of Colton season, all the women were like, I know you like dogs and football. It's like, that's all we knew about him. Well, and then that's he was a virgin, you know? But it's well, like- that's what Hannah wrote in her book. Like, I don't think we ever got to know him. <laughs> I felt like something was wrong the whole time. <laughs> oh, not, no, I'm never, I'm not going to sign off on her as a human being for a whole variety of reasons that we all know. Mm-hmm. But reading some of the shit from her book, I was like, this is fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very like, she sees it on a level that we, we're all seeing it. So good job, Hannah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious that's a good way to end this episode i think Mm -hmm. y'all thank you so much for joining us for this long conversation um about the long cock that is coming out golden i'm just never gonna get over that part um and uh yeah we appreciate you so much and again uh these are our alleged opinions and um, allegedly these are our opinions <laughs> you can't prove it <laughs> even there's no way to prove it uh for entertainment purposes only and if you want to go in the dms uh i'll see you there <laughs> i'm also brave okay bye everybody <laughs> bye bye Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish 
as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.